Yeah, good items for Christmas. Did anybody get any great Christmas presents this year? I got, uh, My mom made a cookbook from all of our family recipes from when I was a kid growing up. That's like really a nice. Family cookbook with pictures from like us cooking throughout the years, like all wow. food related family pictures. Incredible work. That's amazing. Incredible. My dad got me shaving soap. <laughs> out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed. Call Andy and Kelly for your business paper needs. Or Dundamip, then the people versus paper people. Dundamip, then the people versus paper people. Dundamip, then the people versus paper people. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and summer intern, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin Jane's head accountant. And with us as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. My proudest moment here was not when I increased profits by 17% or when I cut expenses without losing a single employee. No, 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 no. It was a young <laughs> Guatemalan guy. First job in the country, barely spoke English came to me and said, Mr. Scott, would you be the godfather of my child? Sorry, guys. Wow. wow. Let it breath. Wow. Didn't work out in the end. We had to let him go. He sucked. You guys, happy holidays. Hey. I hope you guys had Thank a wonderful you. Christmas. We got New Year's. Today is New Year's Day. That's right. Oh, yeah. New Year's Day. Right. And you know what, guys? I think this is going to be a very good year. Very good. Jan is at home. Jim is back. <laughs> My protege, Ryan, is at corporate. Good stuff. Andy and Dwight are rocking the sales team. I feel very blessed. What could go wrong? Well, every week we get together and talk about our favorite shows, NBC's The Office. This week, we're talking about season openers. Yes. As today is New Year's Day, 2020, the beginning of a new decade. Uh, we decided to take this episode in the direction where we were going to talk about the different season openers from mm. each season of The Office, seasons one through nine, uh, and talk about what the season opener kind of means to the show. Because if you think about what these different episodes kind of accomplish and what they sort of do is every one of these season openers seems to uh, resolve some cliffhangers from the previous season, establish some new sort of dynamics that play out throughout the season or throughout the show, some new relationships, some new characters. Mm -hmm. uh, and when you compare them side to side, it actually gets you kind of a, an interesting sort of cross-section of the show. So sure. we're going to dive yeah. into it. Yeah. Um, it was really fun watching these shows back to back. I think we even each ranked the episodes in, in terms of our favorites. Yes. So I think each of us came in with a one through nine sort of power rankings. We're going to compare where we netted out on how we would rank these season openers. Yeah, we'll talk about... Yeah each episode in our favorite moments we got a uh, conference room later on and as always trivia at the end but yeah let's uh, let's dive in edwin going back and watching these episodes back to back any thoughts so i think the the season opener as a sort of type of office episode really begins in season three with gay witch hunt um, it has to pick up from where season two left off with the casino, casino night, night, right? The mm -hmm. first two season openers are the pilot, of course, and then the Dundies. Yeah. I think um, the Dundies is huh? doing just as much as the other ones. I mean, it's, it's, it's just different. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it, sure. It's, it's different. They're not, yeah. uh, it's not less than there's no value judgment being made here. Yeah. But when you think about what, uh, you guys know how much I love the Dundies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know, I know. uh, but in the season three gay witch hunt episode, 
we have to figure out what happened to Jim, what happened to Pam. It yeah. literally picks up with them kissing in right by Pam's desk. Mm-hmm. Right. right. So um, what we have is a resolution of some cliffhangers, um, the establishment of some new dynamics. Jim is in Stanford, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan is sitting in Jim's old desk. Yeah. Um, there, there are these sort of things that we have to sort of reckon with, and it yeah. kind of sets that table for what the season is and going to be. And meeting new characters. Yeah, and I think as we go on a little later, what we see is the show kind of reckoning with different pop cultural things, mm-hmm. like Plank and parkour and lip sync yeah. dubs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I've never heard it. Parkour. 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 Okay. Now I'm all self conscious <laughs> about it. Uh, it's, par- par- it's classy. Oh, don't be. Parkour. How do you say it? Parkour. 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 Um, anyway, uh, are there any sort of favorite moments or characters or different things that are explored in these early episodes or these initial seasonal episodes? Mm. I, you guys yeah. Keyed go, in oh, on? go ahead. Go uh, ahead. Well, I was going to say is really up it's through gossip the first five seasons or so the I, I i thought the first ones were all kind of uh chapters of jim and pam like it's sort of each season they set a new challenge for jim and pam um and that kind of goes away right towards away. the end because their their challenges become a little different over the second half of the show um but everything that between still holds i think that still holds true to the end it, uh, it's a little more nuanced okay. i think at the end because it, it starts to like Let's introduce some hiccups in their relationship and mm-hmm. some things they have to work on. Mm-hmm. But these early ones, I mean, speaking of just moments we like, the entire s- start of Fun Run to me is, <laughs> is such one of my favorite moments when they when Jim and Pam finally reveal that they're dating. It's yeah. such a heartwarming, just oh, the yeah. best possible punch in the stomach yes. you could have. Um, I actually, I mean, I was surprised at how much I favored, I mean, you know, we'll get into this, but how much I favored some of the later season openers yeah i think they just got a little bit better at picking up the pace and really getting into the action right away but we'll get into that uh also i mean obviously um you know things that come to mind the introduction of andy uh in uh gay witch hunt some great cold opens to talk about for sure i i love that these episodes allow the show to like engage with something and never have to return to it Hmm. i loved in gossip Mm -hmm. that they allowed they had interns and they yeah. never have to talk about having interns again. Yeah. They never have to revisit why we don't have interns now or whatever happened mm-hmm. to the interns. Yeah, nepotism it's, with the with nephew. the assistant with Luke. It's in and out, right? Yeah, and yeah. because it's so early in the season, we don't Michael's really... goatee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. yes, in and out. Uh, we, we don't really care. Like, yeah, uh, it's so early in the season, and there is sort of a dynamic when you are watching the show and uh, as a viewer, and of course as these shows were airing. You were so excited to be getting ready. All right, here we are. It's Thursday night in September 2011, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're so excited to re-engage with the show and to see these characters again. And it's like, what's going on with each of these different characters, mm-hmm. right? There's there's something uh, really fun about touching base with everyone. Yeah. And they are all everyone like, how was my like, summer? Well, yeah. my summer was pretty good, yep, right? Yep. They they all they kind of go into it with that, sort, Got of, West uh, Nile that virus, sort of vibe. Lost yeah. a bunch of weight. I went back to the lake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I don't know why. Have you seen, you notice that when he's doing that, he's standing behind his car and he's drinking a bunch of apple cider out yes. of a jug? Yeah. Why is he doing that? I don't know. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> Who knows? I saw Inception, or at least I dreamt I did. Um, but yes, so let's let's jump into our power rankings okay, uh, so that we can start arguing about which is better than the other. Yes. <laughs> Starting with the first, season one, the pilot directed by Ken Quapis, written by Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant and Greg Daniels, March 24th, 2005. Where, how does this episode rank in your power ranking? 
I personally have this as number nine. Not because this isn't a strong episode or a good episode, but thinking about the context of a season opener mm-hmm. that has to you know, either resolve cliffhangers or set things up for the season to come, this does the least in terms of that. Obviously, we get introductions to all the characters, um, and this isn't to say that I don't like this episode, just that uh, I within this particular lens, yeah. it, it, does the, it does the least of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, I do love this episode, of course. We get to we get introduced to all the characters for the very first time. Michael, right. Jim, and Dwight, and mm-hmm. Pam, um, and to a lesser extent, Ryan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, one of the greatest. It's all there. I mean, there's the first pranks on Dwight, and uh, you know, we do see, you know, the that Jim likes Pam and that mm-hmm. she's with someone else. So th- all these things are kind of being set up in the pilot, but it just doesn't feel like. later on when we actually know everybody and they can really quickly set up a lot of storylines, it just comparing it to the other episodes. I get that. Yeah. I I actually have it as a number eight on mine. I have, I have seven. So we're going to filling out the bottom three here. I think, I mean, this is, if anything, this is an introduction to Michael, right? Totally. That's what we get in, in introduction to the universe, really, you know, considering what it borrowed from the BBC and, and it's, yeah, I mean, this is the episode. It's funny. Like, when you if you were if you were to tell someone to start the office cold, they had never seen anything. Would you start them at season two, or would you just say go from the beginning? Yeah, I'd probably I would start, start them at season, two. at season two. Yeah, right. Dundies would be a good right. It one. feels a little counterintuitive to me now that I'm saying this to say that it accomplishes less than the other season openers when it literally is the beginning Sets of the, up show. the whole show. <laughs> right. uh, but right. I think it does at, feel that way. But as we get to the, some of these other episodes, we'll talk about the way that it sort of uh, stakes out territory for different mm-hmm. seasons to explore. Speak. I only kept it from number nine just because I thought. Just it if it's classic, so it's for nostalgia. Yes, put it it's, at la- it's too. Put it's it value is like so Edwin high. did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah right. um, speaking of the Dundies, season two, directed by Greg Daniels, written by Mindy Kaling. Original air date September twentieth, two thousand five. Uh, where does this episode rank for you, fellas? I put it number one. Number one. Whoa. Okay. Okay, I go put ahead. One. Why? How come this is your number one? So I know because because I'm just looking at it a little different. I think I, I like Edwin was looking at it in terms of like what it does as an opener and its power, which is a, actually a really good way to look at it. I was more just doing my enjoyment of watching them, mm-hmm. and for me, this one, you there's get- j- there's a joy to this episode that's so palpable to me <laughs> that I just love it. Um, yeah, you, you get. You get you Michael, God in this chilies tonight. You feel God in the chilies. I feel God in this episode. I mean, <laughs> just to have Michael doing the job he believes he should be doing, which is yeah. performing on stage, people. making people laugh. <laughs> yeah. Like putting Michael in, in his element sets up and, and getting to see what he actually wants to do and how poorly it goes, but then how great it galvanizes the office near the yeah. end. It's just this perfect opening. And it it's kind of a warm reintroduction to the show from season one. That's what this. Why I think it's for Certainly. me number one is it. It really does. It really is the first episode of the series in a lot of ways. It introduces us to the new tone of the show after season yes. one. That pretty that pretty much carries through the, throughout the rest of the show, which is a much more hopeful, mm-hmm. a little more brightly colored mm-hmm. show, a little more attractive. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about if you were going to recommend someone where they would start the show, I would start with the Dundies. Yeah. Yes. Um, for me personally, in terms of the way that I interpreted this season mm-hmm. opener ranking, I actually have it at number eight. Mm-hmm. And it's not because I don't love way this down, episode. Yeah. I really, really love this episode. You can go back to our fantasy draft episode. I drafted it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, check the as, record. As we're going to compare it, 
this probably is the one that I like the most out of all of these season openers, me mm. personally. Mm. Yeah. But in terms of what it accomplishes, mm-hmm. in terms of setting up the world, yeah. You're talking it about- doesn't do more than some of the other season openers. Yeah, well then, I mean, you know, just moving ahead with the net with season three's opener, they they're they're picking up where they left off. Where this one's really starting clean, and there's really you know not a lot. There's no cliffhanger at the end of season one. Whereas some of the other season openers set up new things to look at, the Dundee sort of reinforces what we've seen in season one, mm-hmm. which is uh, Jim and Pam. Um, and Roy is sort of the obstacle in the way of them getting together. Sure. Michael is sort of this performing figure for The Office. Mm-hmm. You got Dwight sucking the funny out of the room. <laughs> and he's early on the queue. And right. they reintroduce a lot of charm to Michael Scott that wasn't yeah. there in season no. one. And likability. It's very, very true. Yeah. yeah. You can empathize so much more with the season two, Michael. Or at least um, you don't hate him as much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. just a wild episode. You know, Pam well, gets drunk, gets kicked out, barred from Chili's, mm-hmm. you know. The, it ends on the song. It's it's right. a crazy episode. Yeah. You feel bad for Michael for once. I don't think you really ever feel bad for him in season one. Or even like I th- I'm thinking of when Pam, Pam is sitting there and she's like kind of dreading her award for longest engagement. Mm-hmm. And she actually gets the award for whitest sneakers. And, she's, and yeah, it's it's a small thing where in season one, you feel like she would probably get longest engagement just yep. because it would be so awkward and so cringeworthy mm-hmm. and so uncomfortable that the mm-hmm. show would kind of play into that. But in season two, it just kind of swerves it a little bit mm-hmm. um, to the point where you can you can kind of uh, get a funny moment or a unique moment out of that. Mm-hmm. Where the funny moment is not you're playing into what is the uh, most awkward or yes. most uncomfortable moment. Yes. But an, a moment that is made funny by the fact that Pam is drunk. Yeah, correct. Take, accepting that award, and it says, you know? "Hey, look, Michael's not completely hopeless. Yes. Watch the show now. Yeah, yeah. He might, he might actually come out the other side a good guy." <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um. Any further thoughts on the Dundies? No, I think we have, we got a whole episode about that one as well. Some of these we have full episodes yes. about already. So, um, onwards. Season three, we got Gay Witch Hunt, directed by Ken Quapis, written by Greg Daniels, aired September twenty first, two thousand six. Uh, I have Gay Witch Hunt in my ranking in my ranking at number six. Number six? Wow. I had five. Yeah. I have number one. I was kind of surprised going back and rewatching this against the other episodes, just feeling that it didn't didn't uh uh stand up really. I but you had it in, at number I want to hear the number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah go yeah, ahead. Give me yeah, it. I think Gay Witch Hunt is the beginning of the office growing in scope. Yes. The first two seasons we barely leave Dunder Mifflin. Um if you listen to Office Ladies, you they talk about how eventually they go down to the warehouse, right? And eventually mm-hmm. like they, 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 they expand the office park. Right? Yeah. And in the beginning of season three, it begins with Jim and Pam, you know, the the aftermath of their kiss yep. at Pam's desk, right? And and Jim saying, all right, you're actually going to marry him, right? So Jim goes through with his transfer to Stanford, right? Uh, Jim is in Stanford. We get the introduction of new characters who will be playing major roles. Yeah, a whole different version of Dunder mm-hmm. Mifflin that we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. I suppose we do get corporate in season two uh, when Michael goes up to meet. David Wallace, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, they also do the booze um, cruise. You know, there's a lot of lot going on. That's fair, but I think 
the, what this season represented to me is like, all right, the office is a bigger place now. Right. And we're going to yeah. get more and more used to seeing new characters, new settings, new scenarios. And we're going to get invested with them. And when you think about what it does with Oscar becoming a gay character and how the mm-hmm. other characters in the office kind of have to deal with that or that becomes part of their reality. Granted, Oscar leaves after this for a long time before he comes back. But Oscar's, I mean, let's be honest, Oscar's sexuality plays a huge role in the rest of the show. Yeah. Uh, you know, in his affair with the senator and his relationship with Angela. Right, right. And I thought the way that it established that and what it meant for Jim and Pam, putting them so far apart geographically mm-hmm. yeah. um, for them to come back together. I thought that it made it the most meaningful yeah. out of all of these episodes. Right. You're right. In terms of the journey of Jim and Pam, this yes. is the most yeah. hopeless it becomes because you're like, geez, they're not even working in the same city anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it does set up. I mean, it takes so long for that to get corrected, essentially, at least for them to become a couple. Yeah. And this 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 gives us a long time of of them uh well a whole season at least worth of them coming back together. Yeah. Uh yeah, we were so hopeful at the end of season 2 and now it's well it's all Yeah, like it's all season over. Season 2 all ends on the most like yeah. oh my god moment. Right. Mm. Think about at the beginning of you know following the the cut of uh Jim and Pam kissing at the end of Casino Night to to Dwight yeah. saying Ah, uh, Jim is gone. I cry myself to sleep at night, Jim. I False. I do not miss Jim. <laughs> like Jim is gone. That's great. That's the yeah. way they see. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where we're at. Like yeah. he is long, long gone. Right. Uh, that's where we are at the beginning of season three. So it sets up so much for the show to resolve. And that's why I had it number one. I, I get that. I I thought that rewatching it, I thought like the 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 opening of it is a little bit slow in comparison. I mean, it is funny watching these shows, these episodes back to back where you're jumping seasons. The pace is just so different. Um, but I mean, certainly this is pro- of all the openers. This is the most cringe. It is like it offensive is episode. So uncomfortable. You know, it's not like Diversity Day or Scott's Tots are an really opener. hard to watch. This is definitely. I mean, I think number we've one. talked about this, yeah. but like the cringe moments in the office make me laugh. Oh, I never I, I love course. I'll never skip over Scott's Tots. No. Like none of these things like no, I, dropped me away. The kiss. I when we re- yeah. rewatching it, the kiss made me laugh really hard it, today it, when see, I rewatched and it. And that is really like the uh, thing about the yeah. Uh, <laughs> Improvise. The noises that they make when they're kissing each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Michael's crying. I always love to see yeah. Michael An crying. improvised moment, to your point, Alex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They yeah. were not initially supposed to kiss, but... Yeah. And then Dwight gets up to kiss him, <laughs> which I think <laughs> yeah. also was an improvised moment. It also it also pushes the show... Well, it pushes Michael into more of a territory that has a little more to do with the real world than, you know, issues in the office of, you know, how to handle the conflict resolutions and the things you see in season two. And this is like Michael... Like Jan says, it's like... This is like lawsuit level worthy. Like yeah. Michael's getting yeah. way more in over his head than he yeah. has before. And that trend certainly continues throughout the rest of I the show. I love that part where she snaps and like gets <laughs> really serious with him. And he all of a sudden is like, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> There's a moment I really uh, kind of zeroed in on with this. And it's not a big moment, but it's when uh, Michael and, J- and Dwight are sitting in Michael's office and they're peering through the blinds. And they're saying yeah. like, how do we know? <laughs> yeah, they're trying to figure yeah. out how to know if there are other office gays, right? Yeah. And, and Michael submits Angela as a potential, as somebody else who could be gay in the office. And Dwight says, well, you know, Jim told me about this thing called Gaydar. And he calls yeah. uh, Jim about it. And Jim says, oh, yeah, yeah, Gaydar, right? And then at the end, when Jim hangs up the phone, he says, oh, I missed that. <laughs> that. There's something really nice about that yeah. that sort of uh, portends them coming back together. 
oh, Gator. Yeah. And the way, he, so the way he click clacks on his keyboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a really good moment. Uh, also, too, then, the, just another moment I love in this episode is between Oscar and Michael, when he first goes up to Oscar, he's like, hey, man, I'm so sorry. And he's like, oh, it's okay. It's totally fine. Yeah. And Michael's like, offers to go get a beer. Like, we should go get a beer sometime. And you can tell me how you do that. To another man, the pacing of it and the way, the way Michael struggles just to say that is yeah. so good. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, again, a time back when they don't really stand up to him, yeah, you know. Yeah, right. So like you, you have to like part of the part of the um, the comedy is just watching everyone like bite their tongue. The show gets so much mileage out of. I mean, obviously, we talked about you know Oscars mm-hmm. uh, sexuality and how it, it deals with Angela and the senator, but the way that Michael and Oscar interact throughout the show, <laughs> I'm just thinking of when Michael calls in Oscar to talk about his colonoscopy. Oh my god! And yes. then later when he talks about in the in the. Um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the name of the episode, but it's in season seven when he gets. All of he he uh, he has the cold sore or the mm-hmm. uh, he has herpes mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. and he calls all of his <laughs> former all lovers, his lovers and, and then he brings an Oscar at the end, and he and he asks him to like talk about all the places that he's uh, yeah. other men. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like highway restroom stop. Yeah. That's like the very last the swamp scene, behind right? the old folks' home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Democratic National Convention. Yeah. <laughs> Even uh, Pam one time is like you know. She's asking bath about the bathhouse. Yeah, yeah, like that <laughs> yeah. bathhouse yeah. on, on the corner of Blank and oh, Blake. Yeah. And she's, he's like, what? And she's like, ah, forget never. it. I'll never know what's in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, any any other thoughts on uh, no, let's Gay Witch Hunt? Let's, let's keep on. moving. Yeah, I just wrote down extremely uncomfortable under that one. All right. All right. Fun Run, season four, directed by Greg Daniels, written by Greg Daniels, aired Performed September 20th. by Greg Daniels. <laughs> Uh, it aired September 27th, 2007. This is a two-part episode, hour-long special. I had this as my number one. Mm. Uh, number I, two for me. Number I mean, three for me. All I mean, right. Top it, three. Even finish. in terms of the opening of this episode, like the, the episode itself is a season opener, but the opening of this opener is Michael hitting Meredith with his car, which I don't think you can beat that for a cold open between all these mm-hmm. episodes. Meredith did her own stunt work on that one. That is crazy. (laughs) I mean, you could see it's her, but... Shout out, Kate Flannery. (laughs) Yeah. She apparently had a lot of bruises on her arm from that day. Oh, boy. She had to do a lot of takes. Yeah, that's dangerous. Mm -hmm. Um, Her chart doesn't indicate that she had a full hysterectomy. At least she got time off for one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Twice the medical records is a great thing on the show. I I mean, Fun Run is just like an amazing episode to me. It's it's almost perfect. It just... The jokes never stop so much happens in this episode um it's based at the office but not the I mean, running around yeah michael carb carbo loading um andy andy's nipple chafing uh you really get a you sense know, it's of a really nice habits. episode for jim and yeah. pam now they're together that's just really nice um Jan's sprinkles that- dwight <laughs> dwight versus sprinkles and dwight Angel, versus the whole thing sprinkles. Is nuts when you talk about uh cliffhangers being resolved from the earlier season. The end of season three uh, happens with the job where Jim comes in and he asks Pam out on a date, mm-hmm. right? And what we see is Jim and Pam being very happy together, but it isn't until the end of the episode where we really see that, yes, finally they are together. Yeah. After three seasons of Will They Won't They Tension, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's really, it's mm-hmm. so nice as a viewer to see them together finally for the first time. Right. Even if they're not openly together in the office, right? 
As the show acknowledges in the PDA episode in season seven, Jim and Pam don't engage really heavily in PDA. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that's that's one thing that kind of happens out of this. The other thing, of course, is Michael and Jan. Uh, Jan moving into Michael's condo. Um, They're still together. Um, Jan Jan made me breakfast this morning. Well, she bought the milk. (laughs) It's soy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, you quoted this at the beginning of the episode, but he, he kind of sets the table. All right, Ryan, my protege is in corporate. Jim is back. Yeah. Dwight and Andy rocking the sales team. Yeah. Right? Th- these things are kind of setting the table. And then <laughs> what would be a very stable environment is is rocked by Meredith, uh, Michael hitting Meredith with his car. Yeah. Although, to be fair, everyone inside the car was fine. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And I think, too, this, this one's kind of, there's, in some of these season openers, we have the entire office engaged in one thing together you get it in weight loss you get it in this one you get it in the dundies these sort of events that all happen with the whole office i love it it's a great way to like you said earlier it's a great device to check in on each of the characters yeah and the fun run is great too because you get to see people's kind of habits and how they would some do a people run are competing some people like creed and stanley just right right andy's nipples are cab and, sensitive yeah, <laughs> yeah like, they, that's my boss look at yeah. you go michael yeah they all right. get in the cab <laughs> yeah and uh you know you get some custom t-shirts in this one everyone's you know michael obviously uh michael versus toby a nice subplot here toby winning this thing <laughs> love so to see fitting that. that there's nothing at the end to celebrate and then it ends with like my, michael's in be- the hospital by the end of this episode mm-hmm. it's amazing where are we uh you know like three miles away from the office <laughs> couldn't have made it a circle <laughs> <laughs> nothing don't need to worry i put a modium in tony's co- in toby's coffee Wait, Wait, modium or X-lax? Yeah. <laughs> I feel great. Normally at this time of the race, I would have to take a bathroom break. Not today. Not today. Um, oh, I love good. that part where Michael's like so upset, like thinks they're cursed and is going on and on about how yeah. they should like believe in a new God with the. <laughs> and this is and like this is at the base of this is Michael just wanting to be absolved of how bad he feels right this entire thing and that's just i mean that's a common theme throughout i love the, the ending where he's in the hospital and meredith's like i heard about how hard you tried mm-hmm. to raise money so i guess i forgive you and then they share the sucker i love how when they go to visit her at first she says michael you are not forgiven yes. <laughs> <laughs> any other thoughts on fun run where does it where did it place for you guys did you say i put number two, two? i think it was one two three yeah i found okay. on the three. table okay yeah, yeah. great um, on to weight loss Weight Loss Season 5, directed by Paul Feig, written by Lee Eisenberg and Gene Stupnitsky. Nice. Uh, nice. Original air date September 25th, 2008. Uh, where does this one place for you guys? Put it at number three. I have it number two. Number seven. Wow. wow. I don't know why this one fell for me. It just it is a great episode. I love Michael and Holly. Impulsivity I mean, and inattention to detail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I it, For whatever reason, it, it fell for me. Why, why so high for you guys? Well, just for... Uh, yeah, this is for the... Basically, putting Pam in New York um, sets up a huge mm. amount of the season. Mm-hmm. And really, I mean, that trickles down all the way to why she joins Michael yeah. Scott Paper Company. Um as far as the lifting for what is, I think the best season and the uh, just a massive yeah. season in terms of everything that happens. This has a this has a lot to do this first episode, and they managed to do it. I mean, not only is does Holly really become a part of the office? Like I said, Pam's in New York. The party planning committee changes hands. Yeah. Big things are happening here. Yeah, 
for me, it's Michael and Holly. Like that's yeah. the yeah. big thing for me is especially coming off the Goodbye Toby episode where Michael seems so hopeful. Um, and he sees uh, Jan at the end of that episode, and Jan is pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, to see Michael and Holly sort of interacting and seemingly trending towards a relationship or being together, um, Jim is kind of coaching him along, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in a way that doesn't necessarily work out for Michael and Holly at the beginning, um, but a sense of that dynamic of them being together. And mm-hmm. of course, uh, like you said, uh, Pam in New York, uh, Jim and Pam. Uh, kind of having to deal with this new sort of hurdle in their relationship, and then the engagement that happens mm-hmm. um, in in part two of weight loss. Yeah, um, I thought I just think the episode's really funny. It sets up a lot of different things with um, with Ronnie and them, uh, <laughs> them kind <laughs> yes, of hiding right. from the. It's it's like the one part of the office, and then it's Michael, Dwight, Holly, and Ronnie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, trying to sneak cake and baklava or whatever it yeah. is. Um, I just I really love uh, how much this episode accomplishes in terms of that. And they I, do so much of the whole summer, and they compress it into that yeah, small amount of right, time. Right. That's, I just yeah, it's great. Why'd uh, you have it so low? I think that uh, looking at my list again, I think I was favoring chaotic episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, Fun run certainly opens you. with a with a someone you know someone getting hit by a car and doesn't really wind down after that. Um, warning, and, warning! 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 <laughs> <laughs> and weight loss, weight loss um, feels a little calmer in general. I mean, we get we get uh, Mindy Kaling passing out later because she ate a tapeworm that Creed gave her. Um, mm. But but other than that, there's not a lot of chaos in this episode, and it does kind of feel like a nice cozy episode. Who's your worm guy? I love later when it's <laughs> raining and and uh, yeah, everyone's just kind of like being really nice to each other for the most part. They're working as a team to lose weight. We also get the return of Ryan in this episode. Yeah, Should have mentioned that. Ronnie yeah. was blah. <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan comes I said, back. give me Ryan Howard. Give him I want me. him. Yeah. <laughs> Go T. Yeah. Uh, I, I wish they had a shot of Michael, of, of Ryan getting the news that he was going to be sent back. to <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't know no, why please. I love the the goatee, goateeless brothers thing yes. makes me laugh so much. The shot of Dwight <laughs> yeah. turning Having away. The goatee, yeah. yeah. We are the goateeless brothers. And, yeah. and the reason that's so good is because Dwight has to have that goatee for the rest of the day. Yeah. <laughs> we have Andy uh, wearing the garbage bag, knitted yeah. <laughs> sweat yes. lodge. Yeah, you know? that's right. That's this right. is the this hardest is... thing I've had to do in my whole life. I have not had a very hard life. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> He knows. Uh, any other thoughts? Clutch cream run, bro. <laughs> on weight loss, it's a great episode. I mean, obviously, the proposal um, is a beautiful moment. That in the, that in the tips entire the scales, show. yeah, quite a lot in favor of this episode. From yeah, yeah, that's why. But you had it down it, there. It is a that's very, okay. it is a very like hopeful, positive start to a season, whereas something like Gay Witch Hunt <laughs> is not right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but uh, but I. I I mean, obviously a great episode. Yeah, I. Uh, but I had it at number seven. Are you uh, moving on? Yeah. Uh, season six. Uh, Shout out to Stanley doing uh, paper lifts under the desk, though. <laughs> Love to yeah, see the hustle. Right. <laughs> uh, I lost five pounds. We were fighting the power and eating whatever we wanted. <laughs> lost a little bit of my fire. I would like <laughs> to actually thunder. have that picture and keep it on my on my mantle yeah. place. Pretty cool. Uh, season six gossip. Directed by Paul Lieberstein, written by Paul Lieberstein, aired September 17th, 2009. Uh, this is my second best. Number two. Episode. I had it at four. I have it at six. 
Uh, All right. Even numbers, guys. I mean, this is just a great episode of, you know, Michael screwing up because he wants the attention and causing chaos in the office. You got everyone together. Um, You got the parkour cold open. You got the interns there the whole time, which is just such a hysterical element. Um, right at the top of the episode, you got like Dwight chugging that water in front of her, then oh, yeah. coming up with more stuff for her to do. See those binders over by Kevin's desk? Go put them in random order. Then come see me regarding their order. Um, uh, you got all these things like uh, uh, Michael's making up uh, rumors about people. <laughs> so Andy now is worried that he might actually be gay. Uh, That's a Chris, this bit. is the third time that a rumor has come out. I have a daughter. How can I be a virgin? <laughs> is what Toby says. <laughs> Did Stanley tell you guys I have asthma? Because if it gets out that I have asthma, they won't let me scuba. If I can't scuba, what's this all about? What am I living for? <laughs> I used to have that drop, and I just I took it off right now. I was so ready to play it, and it's not there. Uh, um, you were talking about chaotic episodes. I certainly feel like this is probably the most chaotic episode. Oh, sure. Um I, I really like this one. I you know in in my ranking, uh, I was kind of surprised that it was a six for me because it's really funny. Like mm-hmm. I really love this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it engages with all the different characters and the fact that they all have to deal with different rumors about themselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. is sort of a unique way to illustrate each of their characters. You know, Oscar is the potentially the voice of the Taco Bell dog. Kevin as someone <laughs> inside of him operating him with controls. Yeah, uh, I love that the rumor that Michael starts about himself is that he's a J Crew model, and everybody right. thinks it's about yeah. Jim. Yeah. <laughs> He starts the rumor that someone is a J. Crew model. And Michael says, no, I was talking about me. And they're like, how is that negative? He says, well, uh, people have the impression that models are very vapid. It set our industry back quite a bit. <laughs> our industry. Yeah. <laughs> vapid. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing, Take Michael. It on the roll. Completely. Yeah, I wrote, I wrote that down. I like, I like that each character is tested in this episode. And to me, as a season opener, this is the show kind of flexing its muscles seeing what is it at what am i actually capable of what is a show capable of what new areas of humor can we go into with every character yeah stanley we didn't see that coming we've got five seasons getting to know everyone how can we start to play with that and to me that's what makes season six and seven so great it's yeah. just the chemistry allows opens up the show in so many ways Full ensemble. This, this one is them just in a playground let's see see what they can do and in it. terms of like cliffhangers from the last season of course season five ends with a uh, company picnic where we learn that Pam yes. is pregnant yes. yeah so that's kind of a part of this episode too they don't want that information to get out but then they use it to save Stanley's reputation which <laughs> of course then everyone learns the, later <laughs> I love to when Michael goes down to confront Stanley Stanley. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> Stanley says, no, Michael, I'm going to break it off right now. That's where I'm going. And Michael says, wait, do people all often say they're going on a sales call and then go to do other things? <laughs> what a huge realization for Michael. Uh, and then Is that the one end, bigger or the eight years of, of uh, separating? <laughs> trash into whites and colors? Yeah. Uh, the one where... Are you kidding me? I'd do anything to see a turtle. <laughs> So earnest. The yeah. moment where Michael, when Cynthia calls Michael, yes, and he answers the phone, and he says, <laughs> "Hold on a minute, Cynthia." Yeah, he's just like, "No, no, this is gonna work." I'll tell her that I'm remodeling my apartment, and then we'll heckle about money, or we'll uh, 
talk about money and then I'll back down. This can work. This can work. Hey, Cynthia. And then the look on yeah. his face, when he, he just shakes his head and he can't. Yeah. And then he picks up the phone and goes, hold on a minute, Cynthia. And Jim just like. <laughs> Jim gets up and hangs just... up the phone for him. Yeah. Just in two, two quick lines ruins everything. Michael's ability to weasel into someone's personal life in an yeah. incredible amount of speed mm-hmm. is amazing yeah he does it time and again and then oh. stanley destroys yeah. the yeah. sebring yeah with the, <laughs> like, golf, with like, the golf club i mean it completely Tire destroys it and the show ends with stanley beating michael's car yeah it's incredible <laughs> and it's like fine oh gosh um awesome stuff uh gossip that is i love that episode yes all uh, right Nepotism? Season seven, we open with Nepotism, directed by Jeffrey Blitz, written by Daniel Chun. Original air date September 23rd, 2010. Where does this one land for you guys? I have this at number four. I have this at number four. I had number eight. Wow. Okay, okay why so low? I'll we'll start way with you. Down. Uh, I, th- this is just... Uh, a ranking of how much I hate Luke. <laughs> I have a palpable dislike for him. It, yeah. He does a great job because that's how much I hate him. And this one, yeah. as far as season opener, it's a lot of, it's just, it's, it's the whole company versus this one guy. And unfortunately yeah. the villain to me is just, he I is, hate him so much. He is such a little shit. Um, when when Daryl like gets the decaf and yes. he's like, Oh, well, are you going to drink it? Daryl Hannah. Drive all the way back. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Really bingo. Bad. Coffee's supposed to get here at nine. Yeah. And they're all like tiny. Tiny. He's such a dick. So oh, terrible. and he calls uh what does he call Phyllis? Venus. Venus. Yeah. That's oh yeah. They're all he's united felt, against him, but it never quite felt like they I, I felt like that a couple missed opportunities here and there. Maybe uh at the end of the day it's still amazing. I love it. Pam's whole elevator prank with Jim or with Dwight, I love how that plays out. Mm-hmm. I love Jim's original prank, adding a few, couple keys every day until his pants fell down. <laughs> yeah, would have loved to see that one all the way That's through. Good. Yeah, uh, it's all great when stuff. He hands up the step. My favorite the example hammer. of foley sound in the office is when Dwight takes off all the extra keys and throws them back at Jim, <laughs> and yes. you get the different Boom, frequency bing, plings. Bing. Yeah, really good. Clearly fake very, sounds, yes. but yeah, my favorite brilliant, use of foley. Yeah, yeah. brilliant nice. sound added in post. It's yeah, great stuff. I should like it just for that, but yeah. unfortunately. I don't and this one uh, you know we see Michael a lot of these openings it's him just trying to be liked despite something he did even though he knows he's wrong and that's no different here however it never really tracked for me that why would he want to help out his his sister that cut him off from the family well yeah I mean it is yeah we kind of get a a quick like window into his family life and like realizing that he's been like cut off from like a side of the family because he left brutal he left Luke he (laughs) lost him in a forest (laughs) yeah the way he comes back yes. into that story. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> anyway. I lost him in a forest. Was whenever yeah. Ace Ventura 2 premiered. 95, yeah. 15 yeah. years on the nose. <laughs> yeah. It uh, is. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. <laughs> I love the Luke moment when he's at Meredith's desk and he says, oh, all right, strawberries are done. Yeah. And then Meredith comes back and she says, hey, turn off the Chumbawamba and scram. <laughs> <laughs> Chumbawamba. Yeah. <laughs> I get knocked down. Uh, but I get up again. Uh, my strawberries are done. 
Uh, I have this one at number four. For me, this is, uh, you know, I I think I've mentioned how much I love season seven. I think season seven is probably my Mm. personal favorite season because of how complete the ensemble is. Um, And you truly get that over the course of this episode. Mm -hmm. It begins with the the Mm -hmm. lip sync dub, right? Yeah. it was a challenge very popular at the time and it engages everyone. Uh, one thing I noticed that I never, that I uh, kind of glossed over was how it features Gabe. When they go down yeah. the hallway, Gabe is just moving his hands in front of his knees. Yeah, he's, doing the Charlie, he's doing the Charlie Brown. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, Charlie Brown. And then uh, later when they bring up Creed, and Creed has his Bluetooth. Yeah. And he says, yeah. go, for, go Creed. for Creed, which yeah. is very unlike Creed. He's right. actually working. I wish yeah. we got that more, Creed yeah. on the Bluetooth. Um, this, uh, this is the moment where, or this is the episode where Creed says, uh, you know, great minds battling it out, mm-hmm. and I've got a front row seat. Nice. Yeah, that's a great line. Um, and it, I, I love to, it, it, the, the, the meeting where they're together and they're all talking about Luke seems to be one of the most full versions of a conference room meeting where all the characters can kind of have lines yeah. together. Mm-hmm. When The moment where Kelly gets up after her Yale business seminar uh, and she says, "Oh yeah, I want to readdress what uh, I want to address what Daryl said about the level playing field. That is actually a zoning issue." <laughs> all of the characters just stop for yeah. a really long one response. It's so stupid that no one says anything. anything. It's so so ridiculous. And then what we see over the course of season seven is Michael getting this long runway for character development, for mm-hmm. where he actually exits the show. In a really great place. He's on great terms with a lot of the characters. He exhibits a ton of character growth. And he's finally ready to move on from the office. He's mm-hmm. so much less pedantic and small uh, and ignorant than mm-hmm, he seems mm-hmm. in the early seasons. Um, and, I, you know, in, in, t- in terms of setting up that dynamic, I think it's really interesting that this episode ends with Michael going to counseling. Maybe <laughs> yes. an underrated part of Michael's oh, character definitely. development is that he goes to therapy with Toby. That's right. Like... How and much that's a does, great next episode. How much does Toby's counseling actually yeah. help Michael grow as a character? And the end, the end of uh, the end of that episode too, where uh, Gabe is telling him, you know, look, either uh, you know, w- you just have to do this uh, bit of therapy, and you know, we have all of our HR people are licensed therapists, and he's like, oh, great, uh, and so you know, he says like, oh yeah, you'll have to do it with Toby, and he's like, oh no, no. What's the alternative? He yeah. says, the alternative is termination. And he really weighs the decision. He's, He's like, right. Michael? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and, I mean, and I'll give you an example. So there's a quote from Michael, which is one of the most ridiculous Michael quotes, which is saying something, mm-hmm. where he's talking about um, nepotism. And Michael says, do you think they should have had open auditions for the band Hanson? What if no one named Hanson showed up? That wouldn't even make sense. What if they just hired the littlest kid and a 50-year-old guy who was a murderer? Yeah. <laughs> Really safe. And then Jim says, oh, man, so So many many points points being made. (laughs) Right. The the Jim reaction is so true to what Michael says. It makes no sense. Uh Whatsoever. Yeah. Um, But that happens again when they go out to his car and Michael, the excuse Michael makes for him is like, maybe he was on his way to. Maybe he had an eBay store. Maybe he had an eBay store. And Jim's reaction is the same when he's like, you know what? That's the first thought I have. And then I remember talking to him and he said, I don't have an eBay store. So (laughs) he does the exact same move. And Aaron says, "Uh, do you want to try on the pants again? He goes, no, I know they fit. (laughs) The pants that he ordered from Talbot's. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Uh, uh, But of course, uh, setting up. Uh, Gabe, uh, uh, Gabe, Aaron, and Andy's oh, yeah. sort of love yeah. triangle yep. um, is just uh, uh, so hilarious to me. All through season seven, he's we... accomplished so much career wise and height wise. <laughs> I am so glad. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> he's my boss. He's my boss. What, what is the line? Otherwise, oh, I wouldn't have said yes. Oh, uh, yeah, yes. there we go. Um, season eight? Season eight opens with The List, directed by B.J. Novak, written by B.J. Novak, aired September 22nd, 2011. This is my third favorite episode. Wow. Ooh, nice. Which is, I thought you guys would be surprised by it because it's, it's season eight, no Michael Scott. Yeah. But uh, when, as I was saying earlier, like, K, like episodes with a lot of chaos as the openers with a lot of chaos, I favored. So this one, definitely a lot of chaos. It's good. Warning, warning. It's good. I mean, Robert California coming in. I love me some Robert California. Le- and some this great is him Robert California moments. That is purest. Uh, Ma- making a list of winners yeah. and losers. I it's mean, so Trumpian. They, everyone in the office lines up in front of each other and then just starts attacking each other at yeah. one point in this episode. So I just love moments like that. I have this episode as number five. I also really love this episode as a season opener because it resolves who is the next manager. Yes. Robert California is brought in as the next manager. He takes one look around and drives down to Florida and convinces Joe to give him her job. That's like yeah. a whole movie, that line, too. I'd love yeah. to see that movie. And he walks in and <laughs> Phyllis sneezes. Yeah. And like, yeah. That's it's so that perfect. Sets yeah. him over the edge. It makes you wonder what he saw when he came in for the interview. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I do love that it sets up this new dynamic where Andy is manager. Um, and we'll talk about Andy is manager maybe in another episode. But like, That's a whole episode. Whether or not that was the right choice. I personally think it probably was. Um, because, it works here. Because there are so many parallels to Michael. It works here. Um, and it sets up Robert California as the new Joe slash Jan slash Ryan. Mm-hmm. Yep. The person one level above the mm-hmm. regional manager um, who is the authority figure. And it yes. sets up Robert's Cal- Robert California's character. And it brings in a manager, managerial figure who is really imposing, right? Who, when he walks around, people sit up a lot straighter. They yeah. go back to Robert work. California, let's have a conversation. Yeah. That's in this episode. Where season seven is such a relaxed sort of realization of the full ensemble, mm-hmm. you suddenly have a character who is going to force everyone to sit up a little straighter, act a little bit writer, mm-hmm. try to perform. Mm-hmm. Uh, very similar to the way that an actual boss would. Uh, in a work environment. So um, I love the establishment of those two dynamics. Mm -hmm. I love the actual lists. I love that the characters are so, some characters are so eager to care about this list. Others are not. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, it just plays with the chemistry, the really strong chemistry, and it does a very fun, it just has a great time with it. I had this number six. When I first made this list, it started at four, and as as it Mm -hmm. shifted, it it dropped down. But I initially had it fairly high as well, because... I just it's I so love Bobby oh my God, Bobby there's, Cal. There's so many good parts. I love there's so many great full ensemble moments. Mm-hmm. When they are all talking about the list and they've actually gotten out a big piece of like construction paper or presentation <laughs> paper <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. they've written the list up yeah. there and then Kevin throws up another warning, 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 and Robert California walks in, and Aaron like rips away the list, and it just says business plan. <laughs> it's so quick. It's great stuff. Um, yeah, we, we really get fun. The first real look at who Robert California is, mm. um, you know, where he talks about you know people. The always, Lizard King. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where he talks Winners about prove me right. Losers, prove me wrong. I love that moment. It's great. He, it's it's a, it seems very honest and true in that moment. But then immediately Andy says, no, no. And yeah. he goes in and he kind of convinces, he kind of sets Robert straight in a way. Yeah. About sales and who pe- everybody is as a person. Um, I really love that moment where, you know, so often in the early episodes of season eight, it's everyone else 
picking up Andy. In the, yeah. big, in the first episode, Andy picks up everybody else. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, this is the Andy that I enjoy. Um, I also love when they're at the restaurant and Robert is just kind of spouting nonsense about Sesame Street. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's so Watch the good. street. Ours is a the cultural street. ghetto, yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't you agree? agree? And they're all apt analysis, Robert. Apt. Yeah. apt. Another <laughs> one of my all-time favorite moments, well, especially with Andy, is when he first, first greets him. Hi, Dad. Oh, that <laughs> moment makes me laugh so hard. Yeah. Robert California, really get to know the guy. Yeah. Don't, yeah. What, how does he see me? Don't know, super care. Don't know, super yeah. care. <laughs> uh, also, a great cold open, planking. Uh, oh, yeah. yes. Right, right, right. Yeah. Fantastic cold open. Mm-hmm. Another kind of like call topical, call, thing, call, you know, thing to call. bring people in. Dwight, my number two, my enforcer. Can you take care of this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Him using the fire <laughs> extinguisher on Meredith in the bathroom. Oh, God. It's so funny. Or dropping that. He drops a, a ream, ream of, of paper, paper. <laughs> onto a guy's head. Mm-hmm. That can't be sa- that. Uh, both deadly, I think. Um, any other thoughts about the list? Shout out, no. Just go see the screenshots. As Edwin's recommended of Dwight's lists that he keeps uh, separating the office into different raft, but uh, life rafts. Oh yes, yeah. that is a fantastic moment. Also, shove it up your butt. Shove oh, it yeah. up your butt. The introduction. I love when Robert is talking about doodles, and he says, uh, "You know, may as well have been sketching a cube." He's like, it's funny how the houses are always colonial. Funny how the, the penis- houses are always <laughs> colonials and the penises are always circumcised. <laughs> you had it all lined up. <laughs> I love it. Uh, season I mean, yes. nine. One, one, two. Take the family to Disney Town. <laughs> World, World. Land. Uh, uh, season Not nine. Party, oh. Don't do something that scares you. <laughs> Let me tell you. You got any more? No, my, my Robert California revolver back. Yeah. Would you prefer a nature metaphor or a sexual metaphor? Oh, sex. oh God, or nature. nature when two animals are having sex. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the nature metaphor. Sex metaphor. Go uh, ahead. All right, guys. So we've reached the end here. Season nine, New Guys, directed by Greg Daniels, written by Greg Daniels, aired September 20th, 2012. This is my ninth favorite Me opener. Me too. I have this is seven. Okay, how come it's not your least favorite? That's <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would uh, like. In terms of what the season opener is supposed to do, in terms of you know setting up new dynamics, we know <laughs> clearing cliffhangers, whatever. I guess I've started every uh, uh, single episode in this regard. <laughs> we know uh, new guys does more than uh, the Dundies and Pilot in terms yeah. of, in terms of yeah. this. Uh, it does a lot in terms of bringing in new characters and Clark and Pete. It's literally uh, called New Guys. It yeah. brings back Andy from his Outward Bound expedition. Yes. It sets up Jim and Pam with Athlete. Um, it just it sets the table for a lot of things in season nine. In season nine, Greg Daniels returns as showrunner. I think mm-hmm. Paul Lieberstein is season uh, is showrunner right. in season eight. And he talked about kind of rebooting the office in a way that was a little bit closer to the actual office. And so yeah. we get to see the first kind of stab at that. Um, there's a lot of things that happen in this episode. Uh, but it does seem to set up the way that season nine is going to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, just in the fact that it brings in new characters and it kind of, I mean, granted, season nine is not the most comfortable season for us, right? In terms no. of the Jim and Pam dynamic, in terms of the way that Andy kind of mm-hmm. shows off his character and Andy kind of gets on people's bad sides a little bit, the way that he treats Nelly. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it does a lot in terms of setting up season nine. There's, there, there's just something about this episode that kind of feels mean-spirited, and like sets up, I mean, of course, we've talked about, you just said we don't 
particularly love season nine. So this is the this is setting the tone for a season that mm-hmm. is not exactly our favorite. I mean, Andy Bernard coming back from the manager training is a completely different Andy Bernard than we see at the top of season eight. He doesn't really care what anyone thinks. He does everything he can to embarrass uh, Nelly, but he's also trying to embarrass everybody else. Like he's, you know, saying that that, um, you know, uh, Pete is named Plop because he's always taking dumps. Uh, it's just, yeah. Uh, so don't really love Andy's attitude in this episode. I, I said it earlier when we were chatting, but Nelly is kind of all of a sudden now a straight character, whereas before she was an outrageous, chaotic, yeah. um, hysterical person. Now it's she's she's really serious and kind of like you pity her. Um She's just getting hit on by Toby all season. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean the cold open with Kevin and the turtle. The moment, where, the moment where Toby steps up and takes off his glasses. Oh my gosh, dude, it's so bad. Oh, so God. bad. Uh, but yeah, Ke- Kevin killing a turtle at the top of the episode is just like I, I mean, it's kind of funny, yeah. but it just it, it's a little um, meaner. Does yeah. that make sense? It's just the last of the nine. Yeah, and it, that's where it lands for me. And. I, I feel like I feel like Pete and Clark are two versions of kind of the same character. Mm-hmm. They're both not that interesting, and I wish they if they were going to do yeah. a Dwight and a Jim, then make a Dwight and a Jim, not two half gym, like two kind of gyms. Yeah, yeah. The other thing that it sets up is uh, Angela and Oscar and the senator. Where As- Angela oh, yeah. is trying to find someone to take her cat, and eventually Oscar does. Um, Old Comstock. It, yeah, Comstock. And it sets up the Oscar and the Senator sort of dynamic that plays out over the course of the season. Mm-hmm. One one quote at the end of this episode that really made me laugh, that really sort of, I think, picked up this episode in a way that I wasn't expecting was a quote from Creed. Uh, after Dwight uh, does the thing where he's trying to ride across the parking lot on oh the yeah. bike with the copy Ridiculous. Yeah. Insane. Here's what Creed says. In the parking lot today, there was a circus. The copier did tricks on the high wire. A lady tried to give away a baby that looked like a cat. There was a Dwight impersonator and a Jim impersonator. A strong man crushed a turtle. I laughed and I cried. Not bad for the for a day in the life of a dog food company. <laughs> Season nine in a nutshell, right? Yeah. Here. Oblivious as always. Yeah. Um, I love the. I do love the moment when Dwight is on the slack line. Um, the montage of him just like flipping and falling over and over again, which a lot of those he is doing himself. We got ourselves a yard sale. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh huh. Um. Whew. That's any, any other thoughts on on you oh, guys? Yeah, I agree with you. It's ruined by Andy. He's just yeah. terrible. Pushing Nelly off it's is pretty the worst, tough. Yeah. The worst version of Andy, mm-hmm. and that's why this one is at the bottom for me. Yeah, it's just uh, just not as fun for me. Um, All right, so okay. I want to hear real quick. Let's go through yeah, real quick. List. Give our give our in order rankings one okay. through nine. Yeah, I'll start. Okay. For me, number one, the Dundies, then Fun Run, Weight Loss. Gossip, Gay Witch Hunt, The List, The Pilot, Nepotism, New Guys. Nice. Uh, I have number one, Gay Witch Hunt, followed by Weight Loss, Fun Run, Nepotism, The List, Gossip, New Guys, The Dundies, Pilot. And for me, I've got Fun Run at the top, Gossip, The List, Nepotism, The Dundies, Gay Witch Hunt, then Weight Loss, The Pilot, and New Guys. All, um, all pretty different there. Yeah. And we'd love to hear your guys' list, too. Please uh, hit us up on the social media or send us an email or, or give us a phone call. We're going to um, have to do a, a season finale one here. Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Gonna yeah. Do. I love this. I love this uh, way of like, this is a fun way show. to kind of yeah. cut up the show. Yeah. You've yeah. come up with some good ideas 
Edwin with different ways to look yeah, at some arcs. Good of, like, yeah. Some good ideas, yeah. <laughs> but just some like kind of arcs I didn't realize existed in the show, or different yeah. ways to, yeah. to kind of take a strata of the office. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Cool. Yeah, that was really it's fun. Cool. Well, um, how about uh, conference room? Five minutes. Yeah. Actually, it's not five minutes. I got a different one here today. Hang on. All right, everybody in the conference room. I don't care yes. if you are gay or straight or a lesbian <laughs> or overweight. Just get in here right now. Uh, who, uh, who's running this thing? I am. <laughs> All right. So uh, today in our conference room segment, we are going to start with another office song. Oh, lovely. Uh, that we that a couple people have sent in. Um, okay. Shout out to Ian and Grace on Instagram. Both of you sent in this song. Um, it's a very unique song. It one, it's one that kind of engages with the sort of emotional experience of watching The Office and using it as a as a part of your life. So l- let's listen to it. This is a Netflix trip. I think it's by AJR. AJR Netflix trip. Yeah. yeah. I had my first crush in season two. She passed me notes and fill our hands with glue. And in my corduroys we'd walk to school. I sat and crossed my legs like Jim would do. <laughs> she moved away, I was on season three. It hit my heart so hard I'd hardly speak. This is so niche, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, could find some peace in I mean, so are we. Yeah, yeah. God, I would have loved this in high school. I turned down Jameson when I was 12. I spent that Neuter's going to be a marching drum. The one where Twight became the head of sales. My eighth grade graduation wished me well. God. Wow. Oh, that's crazy. That's so different. Like, he's actually talking about what was going on in his life as he was watching The Office. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like think that. I think we can relate to definitely having the office is just something that you can put on. It's it's something that's very reliable. It right? was always there. I mean, yeah. we've talked yeah. about that before. Yeah. It's always there for people as a comfort, mm-hmm. like it's a means know, of support, kind yeah. of a blanket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's super cool. I think mean, it's part of the reason why the show is is what it is. You know, yeah. it's that it, it yeah. fulfills that role in so many people's lives. Right mm-hmm. when, yeah, yeah, that a song could be written like that. About yeah, a show, absolutely and it's like, right. It's, it's not. Yeah. I can't think of another yeah. song that is written like that. No. It's not even that, like gimmicky. You know. Yeah. It kind of, I mean, at first, it, at first I thought it was, and then yeah. I was like, actually, this is really like, if you consider, just take nine years of someone's life. It's really about. Yeah, it's really a love letter yeah. to. Yeah. To the office. Happens. That's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we are all soup snakes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's anything else in this conference or meeting? Yeah. Um, I have an alternate casting. Oh yeah, let's yeah. hear it. Yeah, let's, let's hear it. get it. 
Okay, uh, here is the alternate casting. Um, this comes from Sam via Instagram. Uh, he says, just listen to the recasting episode. Came up with a few quick ones. Uh, here's what we have. Pam, Justin Long or Allison Hannigan? That was great. Oh. Yeah. Uh, oh. oh, nice. That's great. Pam, Justin Long. Justin Long. Yes. <laughs> it would be really good. I think Allison Hannigan would be really great. That was also great. Who yeah. is that? I'm sorry. Um, in How I Met Your Mother, she is um, Lily. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, great. Oh, I thought it was someone else in my head. Never mind. Nice. She sounds like she'd be she'd great, be though. Great. <laughs> uh, for Jim, Emma Stone or Owen Wilson? <laughs> oh, yeah, Emma Stone for sure. <laughs> I, Owen I, Wilson would be I funny. would like Owen Wilson and then Owen Justin Wilson. Long as the receptionist, and it's just that they, they have their relationship. It would be funny. Owen Wilson plays such a happy, nice guy so often. It would be mm-hmm. kind of... I think he could totally pull off that role. Just be imagine, better, he'd be better creeps. Just imagine Michael Scott saying whatever he says and, and Owen Wilson saying, wow. <laughs> uh, for Michael, wow. we have uh, Christina Applegate or Will Arnett. Good, both uh, yeah. good choices. Christina wow. Applegate. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I think so you're I mean, doing Will Arnett you, audition yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or audition was one of the managerial candidates in season seven. Yeah, Christina Applegate. Yeah, she yeah she could do that. She could, she could bring a. I would never energy, have yeah. thought of that one. That's a good one. Uh, Dwight James Franco. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> well, they're not all great, but okay. Uh, Angela Jim Parsons. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Who that? Uh, Sheldon from Big the Bang Bang. Bang Theory. Oh, okay. Okay. Could yeah. Have a real. Uh, Toby is Josh Radner. Is Ted from How I Met Your Mother? Oh God! I wonder if this guy likes How I Met Your Mother. One of my favorite lines from New Guys. Now that I'm thinking about it, is like, uh, "But if you Toby out, you know? <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, he's being so mean to him. You're gonna look like a complete Nelly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Meredith, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah. And yes, then uh, solid, very solid. And Jan, Jennifer Aniston. Sure. Yeah, yeah definitely. Pretty good. Be great. Yeah. She kind of does that in Horrible Bosses. Yeah. I was going to say. And in 30 she, Rock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She can be really funny. Yeah. Um, but thank you, uh, Sam, for sending that in. Uh, if you have more room. alternate casting, please send it in. It's fun to think about The Office. We always uh, look way. at those. Yeah, now I really want to see an Owen Wilson, Justin Long rom-com. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a... I feel like one was probably made. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, time for trivia. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. All right, gentlemen, I got trivia for you this week. What I did is uh, I just I got a couple trivia questions from each of the nine episodes here. Wow, oh, fantastic. So we got a, we're just going to be running through them all. We're going to go in order from pilot to new guys. Uh, all right, from the pilot. Hard to find trivia questions from the pilot. Sure, just, yeah. You know, we could probably recite that script. Um, Pam tells the camera that her and Roy were supposed to get married in what month that year? June. No, in September, but they moved it to the next spring. Hmm. When Michael brings Ryan into his office to prank Pam, he asks if Ryan is into punked and what other show? X Factor. No. It's J- It's uh, Jamie Kennedy. The Jamie Kennedy Experiment. Jamie Kennedy oh. Experiment. Oh. <laughs> you got X, punk. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Good one. All right, from the Dundies. Michael compares performing in the Chili's to what comedian performing in what country? Bob Hope. In? Uh, Vietnam? Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, in the Dundee's video that we see Pam watching near the beginning, we see Michael sings along to Mambo number five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pam's talking, so you hear him in the background singing a little bit of Pam all night long, a little bit of Angela on the thing, a little bit of Phyllis everywhere. <laughs> and then what are his next two? It's about Roy and Eating Jim. chicken crispers. It's about. <laughs> <laughs> 
and Jim? <laughs> I don't know. A little bit of Jim with some ribs. With some ribs. <laughs> He's Eating chicken crispers. <laughs> uh, a little bit of Jim with some ribs. Oh my God. And so it's funny. clearly, you can hear Steve Krell cracking up. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, with some ribs. Uh, according to, uh, from Gay Witch Hunt, according to Phyllis, in high school, Michael often matched what two parts of his outfit? His ties and his socks. Yes, his ties and socks. We always thought you were gay, Michael, with your matching ties and socks. I like to look good. And the perm. Uh, Angela doesn't like Will and Grace unless who is on it. Harry Connick Jr. Correct. And when, He's so talented. And when Jan presses Michael on being insensitive to Oscar, he, he watches cites, queer as f- Yes, and... The L word. Yes, very good, guys. I'm going to bleep that. Don't yeah. you worry, Sean. Okay. Logan, we got you. We, we got you out here, buddy. Uh, from Fun Run, we learned that Toby got lucky when what Scranton Pizza restaurant picked his business card for free pizza? Oh, Alfredo's. Alfredo's Pizza nice. shows up. Got a week of free pies. <laughs> Phyllis and Bob are of what two separate religious denominations? Unitarian. Wait. Who's who? Phyllis oh, is a what? Man. Bob is a what? Presbyterian? No. No, it's Lutheran. Lutheran. Yes. And... Unitarian? Yes. Phyllis is a Lutheran. Nice. Bob is a Unitarian. That's how they keep things spicy between <laughs> <Yes>. the sheets. <laughs> uh, from weight loss, when Michael makes Kelly stand up and have everyone compliment her, mm-hmm. we hear from Ryan, Meredith, Phyllis, and Creed. What are their compliments? Ryan says everything. Yes. Uh, Creed says... Hell of an ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly's like, what else do people like about me? Yeah. There are two what, more? What are the other? Meredith likes her n- nails and uh, her finger goes, you got to be more specific. <laughs> finger <laughs> nails. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Phyllis likes her purple dress. Uh, uh, we see in the chat box between Jim and Pam, Jim's screen name is Jim9334 because mm-hmm. Jim would totally have one like that. What is Pam's name? I don't know. No clue. Receptionitis15. Uh, oh, wow. As in suffering from receptionitis. Uh, from Gossip, season six, in the parkour video, mm-hmm. Andy says, calls out the last line of the trick he's going to do. He says, Gainer. here it is. Truck to refrigerators to dumpster, to two dumpster, 360 onto the pallets, and what's the last move? Gainer. gainer. Into? The, the fridge box. Into the, the trash can. <laughs> Backflip gainer, which is a gainer, the, yeah, yeah, to the, <laughs> to the trash all, can. Yep. Gainer. Um, gainer. Gainer. I hardly know her. <laughs> what are the three interns' names? Oh man, I don't know. I can't. Name uh, a Alan Vick, Julia Stiles, <laughs> and Jet Li. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Real names are Maury, Megan, and Eric. Okay. But yes, we know them as Jet Li, Julia Stiles, and Alan Vick. Alan Vick. <laughs> what a what a Michael Scott reference. From nepotism, uh, which two members of the office do we not see participating in the music video at all? Toby. Uh, Toby's holding the camera. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes, he's holding the camera. There are two that we do. Uh, Daryl. Yes. And Angela. Yes, correct. Daryl and Angela. We oh, see well, them. we see them briefly. She slams the door. I said I didn't want to be on the internet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like Daryl would love to have been in that video. Yes, of course. He's yeah. very musical. But He's always so excited yep. to, to do mm. something musical, so... We do. Stanley does hold the door, so he's he's in it. Mm, you're falling behind. <laughs> he also, you're still, still behind. behind. Uh, I love the way that Michael keeps coming back with that weird yes. wand dove thing. He thinks it's so <laughs> yeah. impressive. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the flash. Yeah, flash paper. And yeah, the, yeah. Uh, you already ruined this one, uh, Edwin. What item of Michael's is sitting undelivered in Luke's car? Oh, the pants from Talbot's. Yes, <laughs> no. I know they fit. My bonus question was going to be Talbot's. Uh, <laughs> 
In the list, Andy, the new manager, has a 9.30 chit-chat scheduled with Robert California. He tells the camera he has three agenda items. What are they? See if they can get an extra long Columbus Day weekend. <laughs> yes. Yep. General meet and greet. Also, they connect, lost their... Want to connect with the guy? Yeah. Get to know him. Also, yeah. if, there's, if time is available, we lost our biggest client. Yes. Correct. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, kind of a medium year for women's soccer. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, fill in the blank. This is a quote from Andy, <laughs> who, when he was a salesman, used to say, not my blank, not my blank. I'm going to go to the warehouse to polish my blank. Not my job, not my prob. I'm going to the warehouse to polish my knob. <laughs> uh, Metaphorically, just, of course. That was, just, <laughs> that was just for fun. Just excuse to say that line. It's monogamy for mahogany. <laughs> I love that. Uh, from new guys. Last okay, two questions last here. Um, uh, why is Clark good at balancing? Oh, it's like an inner ear thing. Yes. Oh, he has a huge inner ear. Gigantic inner ears. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, Pete is from what state? New Hampshire. Oh, Vermont. Vermont. You got it. Yes. Great little, the way they set up, Jim's like, hey, maybe I got a young, maybe it is a younger version of me. And he's like, oh, what do you like? Oh, I like boxing, tennis, NASCAR. (laughs) Yeah. Like all the sports just a little off. Okay. (laughs) What a strange combination of sports to be into. But you like the Phillies, right? You mean horses? (laughs) <laughs> he's like, oh, I like the Reds. Good he time. likes the Red Sox, but he doesn't know who the Phillies are. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm from Vermont. I like the Red Sox. All right, good talk. Uh, that's it, folks. Love oh, it. It's all great, the trivia. Love work. it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, that Alex. Was, that was fun. Um, guys, this was uh, a lot of fun. Cool. And to uh, everyone out there, like I said before, please send us your rankings of uh, opener, season openers. Uh, our phone number is 503-694-9314. You can call and leave a message. We like to play them on the show. Or you can email us, mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. We're on Facebook and Instagram, Michael Scott Podcast Company. We're on Twitter, at Michael Scott Pod. We have a website, michaelscottpod.com, where you can find all those ways of getting a hold of us. Special thanks to Ryan Lloyd, who runs our social media and designs all our artwork. Uh, and uh, we're recording this episode uh, in the OG studio of the Ward Brother household. Please remember to rate and review the show. It uh, helps us, helps people yes. find the show. And yes. uh, thank you, as always, for listening and wishing you all a happy 2020. Yeah, we'll see you next year, guys. Yes, sir. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.